Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 78 of the Tilton to the Podcast, hosted by me, to Bruce, and me, Faisal. Welcome back everyone, episode 78 in your lug holes. We're back, Faisal. Salute to you, sir. How's your week been? Salute How's your to week you. Been? Salute to you. It's been, uh, it's been alright. Another uneventful one under the belt, but a start to the new year, nonetheless. Great. On that melancholy note of a week, mm. quick, quick uh, shout out here. We do have a very, very special guest on today's we episode, don't we? Do. Let's just get that one in there We're straight away. To it. Very much so. We had an amazing conversation earlier on in the week with Mr. Paul Kelsall. People who aren't familiar who Paul Paul is, he's a board member of the Blues Trust. Now, the Blues Trust is something that I think me, me and you, Faze, we've come across yeah. from the podcast, really. Uh, obviously, us being on social media, mm. I think one of the positive points of us doing the podcast is we get to see... I guess, and you know, pretty. Well, yeah, we come into contact with a lot of different yeah, groups. Yeah, exactly. So we we were aware of Blues Trust, but I think I'll speak for both of us when we we weren't exactly sure on what they did. Yeah, their involvement. So Paul is actually a board member for the Blues Trust, and he talks a little bit later on in the episode. So stay tuned about what they do, their involvement in the club, what they've got coming. Up, exactly. Yep. How you, the listeners, fellow Blue Noses, can get involved in the trust. Really exciting stuff. It is. We'll it is. definitely, well, we are, aren't we? We're really keen to get involved 100%. and uh, help out in any way. But what is really interesting is some of the little nuggets and the gems that Paul drops. Well, yeah, I mean, the work that, again, it goes back to the point of we don't really, or a lot of the fans are probably similar to us, where they're not really sure of the work that they've done up to now. But I think once you listen to the interview that we did with him, you'll be surprised at what the Blues Massively. Trust have actually been part of up to now, let alone their plans for the future and hopefully the interaction they want with some of the fans. So I think it's a really good listen. Mate, massively, massively. And again, we keep talking about the state of the ground, yeah. the issues that with, with the, the ownership. Owners, obviously. And all of these points... Yeah, and all of these points, to be fair, are addressed by yeah. Paul. Yeah. And I think, as a listener, as a fellow Blue Nose, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised to hear the work that Blues Trust have done yeah. and the safeguarding the Blues Trust have exactly. been to able hear, to do. To hear the fans... To secure our club. ...of our club have actually... Whether it's, you know, a relatively small group, really, of the fans, but... Mm. To hear that there's a body of them like this that have actually had a fairly big impact on the issues that matter to us. Massively. Like I said, huge. you think about the absolute dire straits of the ground. Yeah. But again, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Yeah. And I can't put it any more eloquently than Paul does. So exactly. I'm not even going to attempt to do it. So stay tuned and make sure you're listening to that part of the podcast, which is coming up later. But like I said, big things around the ground. That was my key takeaway, yeah. really. So, you will all, I can promise you, be happy to hear what Paul has to say. So, again, stay tuned to that. Stay tuned to that. All right, going back onto the melancholy uh, melancholy of the week phase. Mm. Yeah, it has. It's been like the weather. Crap, really. Nothing's yeah. really happened. Blues yeah. game called off. Yep. My Sunday league game's called off. Yep. I mean, I play in a park. 
So a waterlogged yeah, pitch is to be expected, but Forest Green. I know, poor poor fans who are making their way down. I know, I know. Absolutely a lot of shocking. people had to turn around. A lot of people, and we got into Blues news in a minute. Exactly. We've got some uh, some news for, I think, some fans or disgruntled fans, which, yeah, we'll get on to it. It's pretty, pretty poor, but in true Blues fashion, or... Mr. Ian Dutton has come to the rescue, no, as, as he always does, as he always does, and uh, has put things right. What a top man. But, but yeah, Blues game called off. No football this week. Both Blues and for myself. Just another boring, boring week, really, isn't it? Yeah, week it's, back. Uh, it's hibernation mode, though. It That's is. What, what did uh, you say, Faz? It's a villain arc. Yeah, yeah, the villain arc has begun. <laughs> the villain arc has begun. 2023, it's the villain arc. Mate. I know, we're coming for you. We and, are coming uh, for you. Yeah, hibernation has begun. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst thing, you know. Temptations are uh, out the window for right now. I know. So we'll how keep m- them up bay. How many listeners are doing dry jam? To be fair, we've done dry jam so far. We've done dry That's jam probably so been involuntary, to be fair. As in, I just haven't been out. To be fair, I mean, we've come across a lot of people who are already starting... I know, the gym has never been busier. Yeah. As expected. Dry Jan is a very common theme at the moment. But yeah. How many listeners out there are doing Dry Jan and be truthful? How many of you stuck to it so far? I know a few lads are doing Dry Jan and I'm pretty, pretty sure they are no longer doing Dry Jan. But uh, yeah, let us know. All right, let's move on. On to Blues News. Fair bit, really. Mm. Fair bit to cover. So, let's start off, like we said, Forest Green. The Forest Green game called off. As you mentioned, Faze, loads of fans on their way yeah. down. I think the game got called off at like 10, 11 a.m. When I saw it, pretty gutted. I was in shock, to be fair. You don't think like a team like Forest Green couldn't handle a bit of rain? Nah, nah. I mean, With I their... saw that the pitch inspection happened at what? I think it was like quarter to 10. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that pop up, I was thinking, well, that's not good news. Yeah, when you hear pitch inspection, not good. No, but again, still, I don't know if there are any other games that are called off mm. in the cup. But yeah, typical, Blues Blues were called off. But yeah, for the travelling fans, I had to turn around. Obviously, that's a shocker. But the main thing when I heard about it and I was genuinely surprised and shocked about was the fans that were travelling on the coaches, the coaches that the club put on. Obviously, you bought your tickets, and apparently fans were told once they returned back that, yeah, no refunds, no refunds in place because the service that had been put on had been used, as in, you know, they've they've travelled, which, again, it just seems so, so unfair. On social media, fans up in arms, rightfully so, I'd be doing exactly the same. And like I said earlier, Ian Dutton, the man, has come out... Um, on social media and said, yeah, there will be complimentary travel for those fans who had tickets and travelled on the coaches for the rescheduled fixture. So, legend. yeah, absolute legend. Absolute legend. Putting a wrong right. Um, so, yeah, if you're not aware and if you're a fan who was on the coaches and wasn't or was still waiting to hear or haven't seen any news about, you know, possible refund or, or travel, arrange for the the rescheduled fixture it is in place and apparently the club is contacting fans individually so keep your eyes peeled i sound like i work for the club i, there, know, I? Yeah. I was gonna like say it's like a tongue twister as well at one point but it's okay i got it out though isn't it? you got it out i got it out 
So that is that. As I said, I don't think I did actually. The schedule, the rescheduled fixture is now a midweek game, which yeah. obviously adds complications. There's going to be people who were going to go to the game originally yeah. who probably can't now. Yeah. Uh, it's now on the 17th, 17th of Jan, yeah. which I think is a Wednesday phase. Keep me true. <laughs> you're just going to go, you're just going to go with what I say, obviously. Um, but yeah, the 17th of Tuesday, 17th of Jan, Tuesday, top man. Um, and if we do get through, we meet Blackburn in the fourth round of the cup. I've said it so many times. I could not care less about the cup. It's nice to get a, it's nice to get a, um, a string of results. But for me, after the three games, we've been losing on the trot. Forest Green game was a big one just to get us back in yeah, the swing of I things. Just get minutes, minutes for Hogan to exactly. be honest. Get minutes back in the legs of some of the lads. And uh yeah, if we if we win, we win great, but if not, not the end of the world. So yeah. What do you reckon, Faze? I think we both said we if we think a win for that yeah, game, obviously don't we? But have to. Have to. Hopefully uh Forest Green can sort themselves out. Right, moving on, on to some, I guess you could say, exciting news. A target and an incoming transfer mm. is on the horizon. A man by the name of Reda Kadra, 21 years old, attacking midfielder, parent club Brighton, um, currently on load with Sheffield United. It's interesting. I mean, it's, I think I think this deal's all but done. Mm. All but done. Apparently, over the last week or towards the end of the week, he's already been spotted at the training ground. So you'd expect within the next day or two for that to be arranged and possibly even be available for the game against Bristol City on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, watch this space. His loan at the minute with Sheffield United hasn't gone the way I think he or his parent club wanted. So I think they're key or keen to get him on another loan move mm. to another club. Like I said, attacking midfielder. Um, clubs that have been interested, Bristol City have come out and said, uh, their gaffer Nigel Pearson came out and said before their cup game with Swansea, um, that he was, Kedra uh, was a, a player that they were looking at and they were interested in. There's also links with Schalke. So he's, uh, I think he's Berlin born, Germany. Um, so there were links there but Schalke have come out and rubbish those rumours so as I said he's been seen at the training ground it looks like we're in the driving seat it looks like it's all but done for me Faze it raises questions of Hannibal yeah. though I knew that was coming I mean we spoke about it last I think it was last podcast and it's true yeah I mean that's the only reason really we arguably need some depth in the middle to be honest well Unless with Hannibal movement and, going on and George Hall yeah yeah. because otherwise if we still kept those two this season yeah. I'm thinking that's surplus to our requirements exactly. he's not going to get game no. time and I don't think Brighton are going to be too happy well, sending no, him I mean, on loan and he's not getting minutes against really what they're arguing is the case at Sheffield already which is obviously I'm guessing he's not getting minutes he's not getting minutes no. so um, yeah exactly. I hope not but it does look or it does uh, add a bit of evidence to some truth around the Hannibal rumours. There ain't no smoke without no, fire, there isn't. mate. There isn't. So, yeah, watch your space. I think this one's going to get 
announced any yeah, day I mean, now. we've heard it quite heavily all over the Twitter sphere and socials. Well, the fact he's His been at the training ground, isn't it? around a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I think this is all but done. It is the knock-on effect that I'm really interested in seeing. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, don't know, don't really remember him too much. He's played for Blackburn in the Championship. Obviously, he's Brighton, his parent club, Sheffield United this season. But from what I've heard, he's a good player. So mm. let's see. But again, my interest is the knock-on effect. Does that mean George Hall and Hannibal or one or the other leaves? You know, I'd prefer to see both of them stay. But we shall see. Watch this space. An actual incoming and an actual permanent signing, Kevin Long. Mm. I know if any uh, any of the Blues fans cast your mind back to earlier this week, the uh, or last week. Oh man, the the PR move on the Birmingham City side. They home are... alone, and it gets what the jersey handed to Kevin Long. Yeah. Unbelievable. Kevin's here. Kevin's here. Kevin's here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Another hit made know, by the PR team, by the marketing team at Birmingham City. They know what they're doing. They got their heads screwed on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, another viral clip. <laughs> I know, clearly. For BCFC. Oh, man. I know. If everyone be... else cringed while watching it, trust me, we felt the same. I think we even posted it on our Instagram. Mate, we, we definitely did. I did it. Yeah. I couldn't wait. As soon as I saw it, I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Got a few likes as arcs, well. Arcs back to... Uh, Chongi. Chong. Oh, Chong Hang on a minute. The best one was Bakuna. Yeah, that right. was really... That goes down in Blue's Damn. history for me. Damn. This one also. No, this one absolutely <laughs> goes down <laughs> in Blue's history. It's definitely up there. But Kevin Long. Yeah, exactly. It's a permanent. It's a six-month contract. So again, just screams, yeah, he's 32. We are plugging holes, aren't we? We yeah. are plugging holes. But it's not another loan. No. Signing. Um, he is experienced there's no doubt about that lots of games in the championship lots of games in the well decent amount of games in the Premier League he's a big lad yeah with how thin we are at the back he's only going to be a positive signing yeah, anyway yeah. but again it's not <laughs> he's not a player obviously we're we're looking in the long term there's no. you know question, he's, he's definitely coming to fill a hole while we are the so thing I thin in the back. Is, I saw, I think he is a Republic of Ireland player. He is, yeah. That's just making me think Eustace has got some kind of history with him or... He does, doesn't he? Some he, kind of, he yeah, coached exactly. Republic of Ireland, yeah. And so that's, that's another, obviously, positive I'm looking at is hopefully he trusts that he can do a yeah. job for us. Again, it's uh, kind of an unreliable source every time, but... <laughs> one of those where are you going with it yeah yeah well usually when we get a player signed you know what it's like the the club that we get them from you get some of the fans in the comment section saying what a player he is oh no that's happened with Kevin Long I've seen a few comments okay. right. from, I thought um, you were going to come out and say no from Burnley fans opposite. and stuff saying you know you've got a player here whatever because yeah. um, obviously a lot of the response to be fair from Blues fans was kind of who? Who, Who is, is this guy? Yeah. yeah, so if we're taking their experience with him, it looks fairly positive. I've I've seen a few fans saying that he's a decent player, he's got experience, he's obviously he just doesn't fit into that squad and that he should do a job mm. for us. So 
that coupled with hopefully Eustace's impression of him. Yeah. Maybe he will do a job for us as a as a rotation player or like he has to be now a proper squad player, really. And to be fair, if you look at Eustace's... Eustace's. Eustace. Eustace's reign as <laughs> Blues Gaffer, I'd say transfer-wise, he hasn't really gone too far wrong. No, no, no. So, you know, again... Plays a bit of trust in him. Any player really coming in, we needed numbers in at the back... It's a exactly, we can't be picky. With yeah. defenders especially, we need just someone in the door. Yeah, and I think you can only name five lone, yeah. lone uh, players on a match day squad anyway, so we need to stay away from any more loans, yeah. really. Yeah. And if Kadra comes in as a loan, again, even adds more fuel to the fire if if if, uh, if Hannibal's on the way out. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair to him, space, yeah. it, it's quite a good move for him in terms of, you know, he actually doesn't have to do too much to do a job for us. Who, like, at the moment yeah you know we're so depleted at the back no. with the in- injuries and stuff no you've got a fairly small hole to fill at the moment to um you mean small shoes yeah exactly <laughs> you know otherwise we're absolutely left stranded yeah. so yeah we are we're pretty desperate yeah i'd agree massively but uh yeah he's available so yeah. we could see him featuring i think we will against bristol yeah. city yeah okay players well before we go on to Loney's recalled, you know who they are. Um, Plachet. Plachet has... (laughs) All right, you're happy to see him go. I mean, I've said this for a while now. You know, obviously he was injured for a long time, but we just haven't seen anything of him. And even when we did at the the start of the season, have have I necessarily missed him? um, Oh, yeah, but let's be real. We haven't missed him since he's... Since he played, that's the brutal. Exactly, brutal, and it's been so honest. long now. It's been True, so many months. Yeah. It's like, well, he basically was gone anyway. Yeah, yeah, he'd been injured for oh, since pretty much the start of the season. Since Had a few games, start, got a yeah. goal, didn't he? Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a winger, isn't he? As well, yep. he was a winger who we were trying to play in at left wing back as well. And I'm trying to, you know, make all the excuses for him. Really, probably is a decent player, and when he was on the pitch. You could see he was running. Mm. He did give it, he give it his all, but you know he just didn't work an out. And the injuries, as well, did just obviously just wrote the whole loan move off. So, hundred percent think that's definitely the right, um, the right move for him and for us. More importantly, the club, you know, it frees up that loan spot as well. So, uh, yeah, wish him all the best. Uh, yeah, he's gone back to Norwich, still injured. Still injured. All right. Now let's talk. All right. Before we talk about the loanies, let's get this uh, this bit of news, which I don't know. You might think it's news. You might not. But for me, finally, we've got an answer. Well, a very general answer. Nico Gordon. Mm. Nico Gordon still don't have a date for his return. And Eustace has come out and said that he's not going to rush him back. He hasn't played any football since, you know, well, well into pre-season. But it's come out, you know, we, we we said on the podcast numerous times when we do the injury updates, we, we have no idea what's wrong with him, what he's picked up, what he's carrying. But apparently it's a medical condition, a medical condition that's kept him out. And you think about how much time off the pitch he's at because of a, you know, quote-unquote medical condition. Yeah, who knows what that is, but mm. it doesn't sound good. No, so, it doesn't sound good. You know, I think, yeah, fingers crossed everything is good with Nico. And for me, definitely one adds 
massive competition in the defence, but also it's a shame because the end of last season, coming into this season, you're definitely thinking oh, yeah, he's, getting he's establishing himself in, there, yeah, in that sure. first-team squad at the very least, if not, you know, yeah. challenging that third spot. You know, in uh, in the defence, you know Sanderson and Trusty when fit are always going to be starting. That third position, you know, is up for grabs, I think. So, yeah, all the best to, to Nico. Hopefully, speedy recovery. And hopefully, we can see him back on the pitch very, very soon. But, yeah, no no, uh, no return date as of yet. And used to saying that he's not going to rush him back. All right, now let's get on to the returning players. So, I think some some supporters, and you wouldn't, you would be forgiven forgetting about some of these lads it's been a while and and not some of them not heavily f- uh, featuring for us but we've had three lads come back already with another one coming back this week so Mitch Rob Mitch Roberts Marcel Oakley Josh Andrews they've all returned back to the mm-hmm. club and Keandra Simmons he's coming back uh, I think this week yeah. coming back this week so I know what you all want to know you want to know the juicy, how, the juicy bits. How the lads loans. have gone on on their loan spells. So let's start with the most juicy one, the most fruitful loan spell of them the all. The two that actually stand a chance. Uh, I'd say the one that yeah, stands exactly. a chance. If I'm being completely <laughs> exactly. honest, especially when I did my exactly. research. Yeah. Anyway, go on. And go on. who's actually fit? So Marcel Oakley on loan with Scottish Championship side Abroth made 19 appearances 18 of them being starts mm-hmm. applause yeah I mean he's applause. another player that you know I mean, he saw a- and he featured quite heavily and he looked good he, yeah. he kind of solidified himself as another rotation player and looked like we've seen Jordan James George Hall get amongst the team yeah. I'd put Oakley up there before he left yeah a wing back he provided big time cover yeah I think when he went out on loan, it was a point where his performances had kind of like... Yeah, yeah. I just think he kind of hit a bit of a lull. So him going out on loan, I genuinely thought, yeah, he's probably the best. But there was a time at the start of the season where I was looking at him, his performances were top. Yeah. And I thought, man, he's going to be pushing Colin out of his position, right? Or he's going to challenge Colin seriously. But then I said that the thing that was a shame with Marcel Oakley, I thought personally, was... He was just a bit hot and cold. Yeah. It's what day you caught him on, it seemed like. I don't think there was any doubt about him trying hard and, you know, his stamina was there. But it was actually, you know, he's, it was just whether you got him on a good day or a bad day. But a solid player. And, I mean, that yeah. loan that loan spell there is a testament to him uh, Yeah, to him clearly 18 offering something. 18 starts out of 19 appearances yeah. Yeah. in the first half of a season. And their gaffers come out and said they're, they're actually yeah, gutted yeah, they to see him leave. So anyway, who's think, next? Yeah, he's definitely going to come in, and I think we'll fit straight into to giving you know the wing backs, particularly mm, Colin. Depth. Yeah, depth cover, mm. and you know if Colin does need to fill in in the centre back position, while we're still thin, um, yeah, Oakley is is going to be vital there. Next, Josh Andrews. Now this one, I think, at the start of the season. When he went out on loan, he had a really promising pre-season. He was on the lips of a lot of blue noses, mine included. I was thinking, we're going to give him a go. We're going to give him a shot in the first team. Let's see. He's had a decent pre-season. Let's see what a boy can do. But he went out on loan. Went out on loan to Doncaster. 
the loan has been cut short due to injury, which is, yeah, is obviously not ideal. He hasn't played since August. He made five appearances and didn't score any goals for Doncaster. He's already been back, I think, with Blues uh, throughout the loan, here and there, for treatment on the injury. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard and it's harsh to make any kind of judgment, really. Five games, but yeah, no goals in that time. He is currently injured, so he's not going to be in the picture for Blues. Hmm. I don't know if, you know, the I think Oakley comes into the fold, like I said, with Josh Andrews. Does he get a sniff in when, uh, when he's fit? Or is the idea to send him out on another loan, potentially? I mean... Like I said, he's injured, so I don't think there's going to be many suitors nah. as of right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just a shame because, like I said, coming into this season, a player with we had everyone had big hopes for, and by no means is this, you know, writing him off or any anything, but it's just kind of like the wind's taken out, I'm sure, of his sales and, you know, that hype kind of, you know, just simmers down, doesn't it, really? But... We've got to, yeah, we'll see see what happens there. Striker is a position that is so valuable for us. It is, yeah. Yeah. We've got an ageing strike force with only three, you know, senior recognised strikers. So, again, cover there is massively important. Again, he is injured. So, we will see the plans for Mr. Josh Andrews. Right, then we move on to Mitch Roberts. He's been on loan with National League side Oldham. He hasn't played since October. He made nine starts, and they were all successive starts. So he had a you know a decent run mm. of games. Seven of those being at left back, two of them being at centre back. Mitch Roberts face. Yeah, unexcited. <laughs> wow, that's all I can say about that. I mean, we've seen a couple <laughs> games where he he featured. Yeah, I remember a particular cup game. I think it was against Fulham. He played, and Juan Castillo was there on the left of him, and uh, yeah, both as unimpressive as each other. I'd say, to be honest. Um, <laughs> You're putting him on the same <laughs> far as Castillo. No, I can't put him on the same far as Castillo. That. I can't. That's that's just damn right dirty. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time I've seen him on the pitch, don't get me wrong, I've got a slight bias towards players who come through the youth system, obviously, as everyone does, but he's not someone who I've ever looked at when he's on the pitch and thought he's holding his own, really. And it might be a matter of time. It might be a matter of, you know, give him some more minutes and give him a couple more years and he'll grow into it, but... Yeah, I mean, if you're putting him up against the likes of, you know, George Hall... Jordan James, Oakley we've mentioned, Nico Gordon, these kind of players that actually look like relatively solid championship players are not out of their depth. He's not someone I put up there. I don't no. think I don't think he's um someone who's gonna be testing squad rotation anytime soon. In my opinion anyway. I mean yeah. unless you used to see something different. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I massively agree. When we saw him, he was a weak link and yeah. He's just not up to scratch. And he's just not, he's just not um, yeah. especially in the I team agree. this season, yeah. he ain't getting in that centre-back role. No, and again, at left-back, from where we saw him last season, at, well, when he featured at left-back, like I said, it was a weak link. Um, 
with Mitch Roberts, I think, yeah, we're either we should we should look at selling yeah. or you know another loan potentially. Again, maybe it is he's a young lad still. Maybe it is just you know match experience he needs. But again, just looking at if you're being really critical, National League and Oldham is a big difference to Birmingham City and the competitive nature and the quality of the championship. It's a tough league. Yeah. Top, top, top league. So, yeah. And I put him in the same boat as Simmons, to be honest. Simmons, we've only yep. seen feature. In this, I mean, I don't think we saw him at all last season. I don't think. I think he named in the squad maybe a couple of times. The season before that, the last 10 games with Bowyer, I think he featured once or twice. Um, again, he's a player who came from Man City. There was hype around that. Yeah. But he's someone who hasn't lived up to the hype nah. at all, really. Um, so, yeah, again, both Mitch Roberts and Simmons. It's one of them. They're coming back off loan, but yeah. do I think we're going to see him in I'll a blue shirt? i just in the development nah. category, to be honest, where, yeah. <laughs> Big question just, marks, leave him in there. Yeah, exactly. And see what happens, pray for the best. Um, yeah, I guess under 23s or a loan spell, really, is where I'd put them. <laughs> to yeah. be honest but that's the thing isn't it when you think about the you know players coming back I think those two I mean even Josh Andrews not going to see him feature for nah. you know for the, for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable due, yeah. due to his injury but you know Marcel Oatley I think is a good one coming yeah. back yeah. Josh Andrews I've got hope for and promise again from his pre-season but yeah question marks we'll see but yeah with Simmons and Mitch Roberts I, I, I seriously don't see him featuring but either way, a bit of interesting gossip. <laughs> them coming back in the oh, fold. So. Put a smile on your face, mate. Do you know what I mean? We need that Paul Kelsall feature exactly. in ASAP. Exactly, quick, ASAP. quick, quick. Well, before we do that, let's just have a quick look ahead to Bristol City and then we will hand the mic over to Paul. So, yeah, we've got Bristol City away from home at Ashton Gate, Saturday the 14th, 3 o'clock kickoff. Faisal, what do you think about this one yeah it's uh, a game that I was going to be more optimistic about to be fair if we had the Forest Green game under our belt and you could see how we played I did want to see yeah. obviously how we played I wanted to see Hogan hopefully get some minutes yeah I mean they're sitting below us yes yeah, so a game a you're thinking come on let's win but we saw that a whole exactly exactly at the minute I literally don't pay any attention to the table really you know, the, the way that our form's been. I mean, what is our form? It's something like ridiculous. Like, well, we've one lost winning like six or something like that. It's something bad. Actually, I mean, all you need to know is we've lost the last three. Yeah, exactly. And pretty convincingly. So, yeah, it, the game really is, really, if you're a Bristol City fan, it's it's up to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But either well, way, that's really pessimistic. No, 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 it is, bring but, it back, will you? But it's just, yeah, it's hard to really gauge when I'm hoping Hogan, we obviously know that he's coming back to fitness now. I'm hoping he gets firing in training and he puts a good performance out on the pitch. Definitely want to see him featuring, hopefully him and Dini up top again, back to a more normal yep. team. Um, and yeah, obviously... I want the Blue Boys to get the win. I mean, it's an interesting one. Like you said, they're they're, they're just below us. us. They're basically. just below us. They haven't won in five games. No. The last three have been draws. They're going to be desperate yeah. to change their luck. 
get we're some above desperate. us if they win. Yep. We're desperate to change our look. It's a game that both teams are going to be looking at, mm. thinking we need to beat Birmingham, we need to beat Bristol City. 100%. It should be exciting. I'm just buzzing to see some Blues Blues action yeah. with that with yeah. last week yeah. being called off. So, watch this space. I think definitely Hogan will feature. And I think definitely Kevin Long will see in a blue shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Will be interesting to see if Marcel Oakley comes into the match day squad. It will be. Yeah, yeah. It will be. Right. Give us your match prediction phase for Bristol before we head up, uh, pass that over to Paul. I'm going to go optimistic. Despite sounding pessimistic, I'm going to say 2-1 Blues. 2-1 Blues. I'm hoping Hogan nets himself a goal as well. I'm going 1-0 Blues. Okay. Either one blues. Away win. Up the blues. Up the blues. Right. Now for arguably the best part of today's podcast. We now hand over to Paul Kelsall, board member of the Blues Trust, to tell you and share with you the amazing work the Blues Trust are doing and how you, fellow Blue Noses and listeners, can get involved. So we hand over to you, Paul. Here you go, mate. Hi everyone, we've got a special guest on today's podcast, we're joined by Mr Paul Kelsall. Paul is a board member of the Blues Trust, it's something that me and Faisal are very, very keen to to push. One of the reasons we started the podcast was really engaging the, the Blues community, we've got a big family here and I think it's a great initiative. Paul, would you like to give a quick intro? Hi guys, how we doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm mate. Good, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks so much for inviting me on. And yeah, I think you're right, isn't it? You know, we we have got a, a, a fantastic Blues family. There's some amazing supporter groups out there as well, and yeah, Blues Trust being one of them. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm uh, I'm honoured really to to be a to be a member of the trust and be on the board, but also honoured to to be on the show as well. So thanks for the invite. No, mate, oh, it's, course, uh, it's a pleasure having you on, mate. And like I said, it's it's something that I think we see a massive, massive value in. So, yeah, we're right, right behind you. So, Great. Paul, if we start, yeah. could you give us a bit of an overview for the listeners? What is the Blues Trust for anyone who hasn't come across or heard of the Blues Trust? Yeah, well, I mean, that's an interesting question to kick off, isn't it, really? Because I think mm. I've been a Birmingham City supporter all my life. I mean, literally all my life. And, mm. um, you know, from a young age, you know, I got taken down by my by my dad and his brothers and, you know, my whole family of Birmingham City supporters. And uh, mm. I've continued that. And obviously I've passed it on to my own sons as well. And, and you know, all, for all those years of supporting um, and then into recent times, um, I wasn't really aware that, that often of um, groups like Blues Trust. It's only in recent yeah. times that I sort of... Um, really thought about who else was out there and how else I, I could get involved, I guess, in the wider things rather than just me going uh, for my own reasons. So, um, yeah. yeah, Blues Trust um, have been around, um, well, over over 10 years now, so a significant amount of time. And originally they came into um, to being really around about 2011, 2012, when um, Blues were in that sort of um, ownership sort of issues around Carson Young times and, you know, there was some genuine concerns, I think, around the sort of the future of the club. You know, potentially the club could have gone away and, you know, and gone bankrupt. And, yeah. you know, the, the trust sort of from supporters at that time who were really concerned sort of banded together to try and make sure that if the worst of the worst came to the worst, then the trust would, would at least be there to help support in that. So it, it kind of, its origins really were 
at a time when the club was in, you know, on it, you know, in, in a really, oh, really perilous state. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a real, a real perilous state. You know, and interestingly enough, ten years on, you know, the club's not particularly <laughs> yeah, in a very good place. Is it really? I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah, the club is still in a. a, 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 a a limbo point i would suggest yeah. that you know where yeah. we are still uncertain you know and there are still those those concerns i Definitely. guess one of the things to say about the trust is that they have been there as that safety net for for that period of time so if things had have gone to the wire the, the trust could have stepped in and and helped secure the club and keep it going as well so yeah so that, that's sort of a bit of the background about the trust i mean obviously over time there it started to develop more so you know they are affiliated with the football supporters association as well so they're an affiliate member of that um, they are uh, officially sort of constituted through the Financial Conduct Authority. They re- they give annual reports to uh, the Charities Commission, etc. So you know they're a fully fledged um, you know legal entity uh, that now does a lot of work um, uh, in the background. I guess that, that that maybe a lot of the fans sometimes aren't aware. I certainly wasn't aware until I got involved. Just some of the the most fantastic work that they have been involved in. Um, and as I suppose, as we'll move on uh, as we chat now, you know, in terms of trying to bring some of that to the front, he's perhaps been part of my role um, within the trust now. And I am sort of looking at how we can engage with other groups, engage with more of the funds um, to try and sort of, um, yeah, to build that knowledge of what the trust is involved with and uh, where they are. So I think that's a little bit of the background and uh, hopefully that kind of makes sense in setting the scene. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, as you were saying, it's, it's just getting, I think, fans as well being aware that the Blues Trust exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is, is there. Because I know, even for myself, you know, maybe only in recent times have I seen, and through our podcast, really, mm. you know, the you know, the Blue Trust even being there. And I definitely wasn't aware of it being, you know, 10 years, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, established and the backstory behind it. So, yeah, and that's really important and, you know, a good message to get out there. Mm-hmm. If we look now, then, have you got an overview of what you know what this what things the Blues Trust have done yeah. uh, up to this point? Yeah, so you know, like I say, you know, been around for ten years. You know, they're obviously they're, they're building that connection. It's always been difficult for them, I think, to have a close relationship with the club because mm. while the ownership uh, issues are uh, you know sort of complex, etc. There's always been a reluctance, I think, because of the way the trust is there uh, potentially as a, a sort of a, a, a backstop or a failsafe. The club have been a bit, I, I think, a bit reticent, a bit, a bit reluctant at times to actually engage with the trust in a meaningful way. Mm. Um, don't know if maybe they're just a little bit sort of unsure that maybe yeah. you know. But I think over the last, certainly over the last two or three years, we've seen um, uh, an improvement in, in that kind of relationship between the trust and the club because ultimately the trust wants to support the club. Um, and now I think we're getting to a stage where we are on with good relations, good, uh, you know, so good communication as well. And um, we'd like it to be better clearly as well, because that, I think one thing the club doesn't do well is communication. They, they don't talk yeah. to us enough or, or well enough. Um, so that's certainly, but in the, in the sort of interim period between trying to establish that relationship with the club, which is uh, uh, clearly still ongoing. Uh, I think the two significant things that stand out for me that the trust have been involved in is one is, is that he's around St Andrews itself. Um, and again, this might come as a bit of surprise to some people, um, but also perhaps, you know, with a little bit of scepticism when I, when I say this as well, but they've um, secured St Andrews as an, uh, an asset of community value. Right. So, Ultimately, I mean, we all know the problems with the stadium and the frustrations yeah. that everybody must have with yeah. how the stadium is. 
and the fact that the stadium has been sold off to a, a third party. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. we all know that there, there seems to be some things that going on with that which seem unusual. Mm. However, I mean, the fact that they have managed to secure that status for the stadium means that obviously it can't be used for any other purposes apart from a football stadium oh, without okay. consultation through things like the legal bodies, through the council, through the ownership. And, and that was difficult uh, work to get done. It's quite legal technically to, to get that listed as an asset of community value. But they've done that. And obviously that needs to be um, on a yearly basis. That needs to be renewed and kept up to date. Right. So yes, the ownership can change, but the actual status of the ground can only ever be used for that purpose and without consulting uh, those stakeholders in there, which the Blues Trust are one of those as well. So it might seem like a mute point when the stadium's in uh, disrepair and owned by a third party. Mm. However, you know, I think it is significant that they've done that. So nobody can suddenly just go and build a uh, an Aldi or a Morrison's or whatever. A big on... block of flats, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. that can't, that just can't just happen. You know, owners can't suddenly just make that decision as well and say, right, well, we're, we're going to do this with the grounds. And, um, you know, it, it is a significant part of a football club, isn't it? The ground it is the oh, identity. Absolutely, yeah. It's, yeah. it's absolutely at the heart of it as well. And your podcast obviously being the Tilton too. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, yeah. Oh, no, we don't want that stand <laughs> going. You'd have to be rebranding yourself if <laughs> yeah. that wasn't the case. So especially if you'd be block, uh, block A and B or something, a new yeah. housing association. Hello. Um, so I think that is a significant thing that they've been involved massive. in as well. Definitely, they have, yeah. You know, and they have Surprising to take some credit on that because there's a lot, lot, lot of work to sort of went into that really as well, mm. a lot of hard work. Um, secondly, I think an even more um, background work's gone into that is that the government commissioned a review into football uh, in the last uh, two or three years, which you, again, you might have uh, picked up on in terms of uh, around and about. Now that review into football was on the back of things like um, Berry Football Club going out of business completely. Right. I think Macclesfield did and lots and lots of other teams uh, have been in financial problems. Plus there was this talk of about this European breakaway for a Super League. So the government commissioned a report into football uh, governance um, and that was headed up by Tracy Crouch MP so she was a previous Minister of Sport and she did go out and speak to as many stakeholders in the game as she could including all of the supporter groups uh, across there and many supporter trusts as well uh, to try and get at the heart of what is the is the current issues around football um, so the Blues Trust uh, on behalf of Birmingham City excuse me uh, were a significant contributor to that process uh, to the point where uh, once she'd collated much of that report, they went back to Birmingham City and, and Blues Trust um, to get further information and more input uh, that could be used in the report because of the uh, the quality of the, of the input that the Blues Trust had put forward. And clearly because the club's got so many significant complex issues, uh, that did form quite a large part of how the final report came out. So that final report became the fan-led review and the fan-led review has gone back to government um, for them to sort of process into, into law as well. So um, I think the trust do, um, you know, deserve a lot of credit really for the, for the lot of hard painstaking work they did in putting the case across um, mm. of, of the, all the issues that Birmingham city were facing. Um, hopefully that's, that is now going to uh, uh, sort of progress and become law. Uh, in the next 12 months or so, which at the heart of it will be um, an independent regulator for football. So somebody who would oversee much of the things that have gone on 
um, and clubs needing to, to to get a license in order to play uh, would need to go through that independent regulator in order to get that license to to be a, a competitive um, club in those leagues. Um, so it's progressing um, yeah. slowly, um, but it, it is a significant step forward. And if we look at the current ownership issues, for example, uh, one way that the fan-led reviewing legislation could potentially um, support the club at this time is th things like around the ownership and directors tests. Right. So they currently are managed by the EFL. Under this new legislation, they will be um, managed under the regulator. And then the regulator then essentially um, would have to approve people to own football clubs. Um, and if they did it re retrospectively, which were the, which what they are talking about, our current ownership as it is may well not pass that test. And then right. ultimately we don't get a license to play football. Right, so for, yeah. if for that to happen, um, which obviously needs a few things to sort of come into line with, yeah. then clearly the owners of the club at the moment would need to, to to be more compliant with football. So I think it could only be a good thing for Birmingham. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those two significant things, the community asset value um, for the stadium and then um, the input into the fan-led review, um, I've been, you know, painstaking work, like I say, a lot of work gone in. Um, but yeah, I think significant things that the trust have been involved in. So they're not they're not sexy. They're not like really that exciting or whatever mm. as a, as a fan just attending. But they are all they're all ultimately they're they're essential for for us yeah. um, to help protect yeah. the club of the, the future of the club. Um, because I know people talk about the owners and and whatever, yeah, which is fine. But ultimately, even if we had the best of best outcomes, which could mm. be new owners, and that's what a lot of fans want, we ultimately could still end up back in the same situation in 12 months' time Absolutely. if we don't have any changes to how football is governed or how it's managed through through owners as well. So, um, yeah, it, that that's one front on which um, a supporter group like the Trust can, can try and sort of influence how the club is managed in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just some of the stuff you spoke about there, Paul, stuff that I don't think me or Faisal had any oversight. No, no, hearing didn't. that is amazing. You know, we've said it on yeah. the podcast so many times. You know, it's it's our club, but you feel like such a disconnect between, you know, the the owners of the club. It can feel like, you know, we're the most important part of the club, the mm -hmm. fan base, and just seeing this stuff that, you know, the, the Blues Trust have done, you know, these are people that, you know, yourself included in mm -hmm. your own time doing such, you know, great work. Let's let's be frank. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, and they're all volunteers, aren't they? You know, they're exactly. all yeah. Fans, yeah. but they're all volunteers. And the reason they're doing that bit of work and contributing in that way is because they feel that that's going to have a significant um yeah. Uh, make a difference isn't it and um Absolutely. you know that's why i always think that you know maybe that experience and that knowledge that they've got as a group of people and the reason i keep saying they is because mm. this was all done prior to me arriving so yeah you know i can't sort of claim any credit in terms of that but once i realized what they were involved in i think it was attractive to me to to yeah. get involved and try and support in, in a way and, yeah. you know and that that isn't my background you know my background is you know uh, a man on the terraces with his kids you know mm -hmm. and um <laughs> i mean not the only things i can sort of bring to it, i guess is that is what i felt as if that there wasn't enough light being shone on that yeah. work yeah. that they were doing and yeah. maybe people weren't aware of it and maybe it, it doesn't seem you know like i say maybe it's not that exciting to see that work in the background but i think some acknowledgement needs to be paid to them for for helping support the club and 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 doing that for on our behalf, really. Absolutely, Definitely. I think it's essential, and I think 
even for our listeners here in this, I think it's going to be very, very well received, especially just exactly. at the stadium, exactly. you know, on our socials and stuff. That's the thing. I mean, moaning about as well, don't we, Faze, about the stadium? Yeah, so, hundred percent. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's the oh. most frustrating part, isn't it? It's probably the most frustrating yeah. part of my whole supporting uh, life. With it, the, the, the thing, the issues around the stadium, mm. uh, I, I think have brought brought us almost to like a, a new low. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I say, even in twenty eleven when the trust is set up, I mean they they they're thinking maybe the club's on the the sort of the uh, precipice of uh, of extinction. Yeah, but, but eleven years on or whatever, th- those stadium issues for me were were some of the the lowest points you could you could possibly think of. It yeah. was, it, it's yeah. almost like so demoralising having 100%. the stadium closed, and it's still not resolved now, is it? Years on, isn't no. it? So, and no, even the comms no, around that might have been pretty. pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Vague as yeah. And just anything. constant delays. And I, yeah. I said, I mean, they said this, imagine if you were, you know, a supporter who'd been, you know, your season ticket for the last 20 years has been in the lower, the lower tiers. And you've yeah. been, you've been told, right, we're, we're moving, you know, even that in itself yeah. is something yeah. that no supporter yeah. should have to deal with. No, yeah. exactly. And, you know, and, and those sort of issues, you know, for a supporters trust, I mean, we do have people who come to us and say, you know, those very things, you know, and um, another issue we've had recently, obviously is all the, the game change times, you know, things yeah. move to sort of Friday evenings and people have bought season tickets. And, you know, when you, you think that, that some, some people then can't make evening games, yeah. can they? So they've, they've made a commitment to the club and then suddenly, well, I can't make that game and I can't make this game. And, you know, a yeah. lot of the, the issues you raise like around moving people when the stadium was closed, etc. cetera, the, the trusted pick up a lot of kind of, um, yeah, queries and questions, I reckon yeah. on our behalf which we've tried, you know, really hard to, to raise with the club. And again, that comes back to having a good relationship to the club. Mm-hmm. You know, if people raise things and we can go and be the voice of supporters to the club. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think that exactly. helps, doesn't it, really? So Yeah, yeah we I mean, that's, where we that's, that's why we were keen to have you on so much is because it really is important, obviously, to get awareness for the Blues Trust. Yeah. And also, I mean, we spoke about it off air, kind of, having that single voice for the fans that we can then hold the club accountable for. And I mean, that kind of brings us on to the next point of sort of how can we get more people involved with the Blues Trust? Um, How can we get obviously just normal fans of the club involved and how can they, I guess, partake in, in Blues Trust? Yeah, I mean, when you look at certain supporters trusts around the country, I mean, you know, they have significant representation, you know, in yeah. terms of numbers alone. So, in somebody told me that Newcastle, I think, had got, I don't know, six or seven thousand or something yeah. within their trust. I mean, we are, you know, Blues Trust are around 300, 350, mm. that, that mm. type of number, you know, is the, is the type of number they are. And I, I spoke to the guy at Burnley recently, but they have something similar. So, they've got 300 or so. And, you know, I, I don't think it's just a numbers game, is it? Because, you know, it's not saying, well, you know, if we've got more than you sort of in yeah. the top of the league or anything. Yeah, but exactly. I think, like you say, when you talk to the club, we want to be talking to the club, you know, with authority. If yeah. we're representative of a few hundred members, you know, really, I mean, they can take on board a lot. They do, that's fine. But I think if we had a much more significant size, yeah. it would be, you know, it'd be, be less, um, they'd be less able to... Uh, to not listen to us as maybe as exactly. as, as intently as yeah. they could really, um, but in terms of people getting involved, I mean, you know, that's that 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 is what we want. But I just think before we we talk about people joining the trust, I think I just need to, to sort of a, a nod out to the fact that there are so many fantastic 
supporter groups out there already doing like unbelievable amounts of work as well and i think that's really important you know we're not suggesting that everybody has to come under one umbrella yeah. for the blues trust I, I think what we're saying is that we want to bring together those groups in order to to have a significant um voice collectively so you know you can see that there's there's people doing um fantastic work with um disability supporters so excessive blues are out there doing amazing work getting people to go to away games, home games, you know, Blues for All do some great work out there. These groups, you know, there, there's lots of these individual supporters groups that we do have a really good relationship with. Um, and then yourselves and and other supporter groups out there, there's, there is a real significant um, uh, weight, I think, in those separate groups. That and, and, you know, part of my role with the trust is to try and get some of those groups to talk to each other a little bit more. So we are all speaking collectively. Um, but in terms of the numbers for Blues Trust, I mean, you know, we, we want people to be members. You can be a member of the trust. You can be a follower of the trust. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a nominal fee to join the trust as a member uh, on a yearly basis. And that's just purely like an admin fee for certain things that, that the trust just need expenses for. So it's a very low um, sort of cost organisation, very low expense organisation. It's, it's not really about that. So if people wanted to get involved, they could. They can sign up to be a member. I think it's five pounds for the year or something like that. So it's very nominal. But in that five pounds, obviously, um, you can then have a vote on the direction of the trust. You can have a vote into um into the sort of the role of the trust. And you know, if the trust is going to be involved in the uh potentially a, a shadow board or a, a supporter group forum, which again the fan led review talks about, um, it would give you a significant voice into the kind of things you wanted to do with uh, for the trust to do yeah brilliant so paul i think something i'm interested in is what what is coming up for the blues trust in the near future so you know things that i guess supporters like all of us can look forward to keep yeah. an eye out for yeah sure yeah no as i say um making sure we had a, a, a bigger profile uh, mm -hmm. out on the ground and making sure people know even know who we are and, and like you say yeah. we you know, i wasn't really aware of the blues trust and um you know maybe you guys weren't either so in, one of the things we've introduced recently is that we're going to be present at every match day every home match day you know we, we're going to be out and about um we're going to make sure we go and speak to people you know to let them know that the trust exists and to mm -hmm. make sure that they're aware of the work the trust is doing as well so it, over the last, uh, I think it's the last three or four home games now, we've been out um, just going talking to to supporters who are on the approaches to the ground, mm. um, just speaking to people, getting a bit of a flavour of what it is. I mean, I've been talking to so many people, you know, just about the trust itself, but just getting a, a, a feeling of where they're up to as supporters and, you know, where they yeah. feel what, what, what we should be doing and, and what we mm. should be kind of focusing our attentions on as well. And um, I think it does come through loud and clear that they want us to, obviously work with the club around, you know, what's happening with the ownership, what's happening with finances, what's happening with the stadium. You know, these are really important things. Uh, one guy had said to me, you know, clearly, you know, you, we want you to sort of be on, on a good sort of relationship with the club and, and be representing the supporters as well. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, that that's probably where we're at really in terms of trying to get that balance right between uh, um, building a good relationship with the club and there's some brilliant people who work for the club, that's for sure. And also, you know, representing the supporters and making sure we've got an influential voice um to, to speak to the club and to, and to others with really so 
yeah, that's definitely one thing that we're, we're up to. Um, so, we, you know, if you see us out and about, come and speak to us, ask questions. Uh, we'd love that, really. That's exactly what we want, you know. And uh, if you think we're doing a poor job or you don't know anything about us as well, then then come and tell us as well. That That's mm. that's the kind of things that we want to, to, the, to, to hear from you as well. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing. Um, we're also um, we're going to run an online um, supporters groups meeting. I've already mentioned a couple of the groups, haven't I, and yourselves yeah. as well. Um, we've got an online meeting of all the groups coming up. So everybody's been invited uh, to come and share a, a, an online meeting uh, with us. So we'll we'll head that up. But again, we want to hear what each of those groups have um, have got to say and what their members are saying. Yeah. Um, so that, that's gone out. So we're looking for that uh, as well. Um, but then finally, I think one, one thing that I've been speaking to the trust about for a while now is that um, I feel like, you know, obviously since covid happened and lockdowns and you know we've come back together and you know we, we haven't done anything in person i don't think for some time really mm. so um my, my, my initial th- you know sort of thoughts on that really is to try and bring us together into some sort of in-person events like a fans forum um so that that could be hopefully this year um and we will need support from from the fans and obviously other the other supporters groups as well um, but I very much envisage it as almost like a social, like where we bring fans together um, to have sort of some time together away from the club, maybe away from the game, something more social. Um, yeah, maybe some speakers, some notable speakers as well. And yeah. uh, and to do something as a, a sort of a fans forum where we can, we can ask questions, get to see uh, other, other points of view and, and have those discussions as well. So that's in the pipeline um so yeah keep keep an eye out for that as well but uh we're definitely up for that one paul that sounds yeah, real good for sure. <laughs> something social yeah that's yeah, exactly. definitely wouldn't it yeah <laughs> so yeah that's uh, there, there are a couple of things that we're doing um clearly we still um contribute heavily to the government review um yeah that's coming up as well so we, we're, we're very much involved in that and um the local mp shabu uh Shabana Mahmood, she was um, uh, the MP of Small Heath. Uh, wow. She raised the Blues issue in Parliament recently, um, which was kind of, I think, was quite startling to some of the people uh, in Parliament in terms mm-hmm. of the issues that were facing the club and the, the mm-hmm. issue that she's trying to raise on our behalf. So some of her um, input into that was delivered on behalf of the Trust as well. The Trust actually helped her Brilliant. to shape some of that information, help provide. So we'll continue to do that. Yeah, and we'll continue to write articles as well that are related, obviously, to to things around uh, football, sport, around the club as well. Um, and we'll do, st- still continue to do a bit of media as well, which we do. You know, local radio, local press as well. So uh, there's absolutely plenty going on, that's for sure. And uh, uh, yeah, that hopefully everyone will see that we're we are trying to be a bit more, um, yeah, a bit, bit more visible. I guess is the is is the is the point, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant, definitely. Yeah. All right, Paul. I guess finally. How can fans get in contact? So, I guess as me and Fraser always do, shameless plugs. What? How? <laughs> how? How? Uh, how can fans get in contact? I guess social media. I mean, yeah, we'll get all the information and we'll share it uh, with the post for the podcast and in the description for the description, podcast. Yeah. But uh, for anyone listening, where where can we find the Blues Trust? Yeah, I mean, simplest way, I guess, is through the website. So yeah, www.bluestrust.org. Uh, is the website so yeah plenty of things there lots of information uh, about the trust and some other information and um, plus uh, all the socials as usual yeah got uh, twitter blues trust 
um, Instagram, Facebook. I think there's a, a Blues Trust forum group, I think, on Facebook as well. So uh, you can join that and uh, get involved in the conversations there as well. Um, yeah, so I guess that's that's how you can get in touch with us. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I guess if anybody wants to, to speak to anybody individually, you know, all our information is on the on the board and our email addresses as well are, are on the website as well. So okay. yeah, feel free to drop us in a, a message in that way as well. Yeah, brilliant. Again, we'll we'll share all of the information as well, yeah. all the handles, the website in the description for the podcast. So all the listeners, make sure you head over and check that out. I just want to say on behalf of me and Faisal, Paul, a massive, massive thank you for sharing yeah, a lot on the Blues you. Trust and for educating us as well. There's a lot there. Yeah. You said that I don't think me and Faisal had any idea. But yeah, I didn't have an idea. Honest, that, so no. it's amazing. Yeah. And again, I just think it just shows how amazing our fan base is, how amazing our club is and how important it is to all of us. Brilliant. So, uh, no, thanks, guys. That's great. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh... It's uh, it's great to be able to do that as well. I mean, I've been learning myself, haven't I? But uh, <laughs> all the people on the, on the trust as well have been uh, educating me as well. So it's yeah, sharing our knowledge, I guess. Brilliant, definitely. Well, thanks again, Paul. Thanks, guys. Massively appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, keep right on, mate. Keep right, keep on, right on. And that is a wrap. A huge, huge thank you. Massive thank you to Paul for his time and for sharing with us and yourselves, the listeners, the amazing work that the Blues Trust are doing, how you can get involved and what is coming up in the future. Faze, I know Paul quickly touched on where you can find the Blues Trust, but do us the honours. Yep, all the links will be put in the description, so feel free to uh, check them out there. But if you wanted to check out the website, bluestrust.org, Otherwise, Instagram and Twitter, Blues Trust. And finally, Facebook, Blues Trust Forum. There's a Facebook group. Get involved. Jeez. Like you said, all of those links we will include in the description for today's episode. They'll also be shared on our socials. So definitely, definitely check them out and watch the amazing work that they already do and are going to do. Yeah. Big things planned. We're definitely going to get involved. Definitely join us. That, like I said, wraps us up. Faze, we forgot to do the shout out for ourselves. The socials. Take away. So if you don't already follow us, make sure you do. You can find us at the Tilton Two on Instagram. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two. The best. YouTube, the Tilton Two. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Already got content up there. Imminent. And, yeah, more content coming soon. Imminent. Imminently. Perfect. That brings us to a close. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of us, The Tilton 2. We'll be back same time next week. Let's hope that we get a win against Bristol City. Again, huge shout-out to Paul and the Blues Trust. Make sure you head over over to them. Give them a follow. Join the Trust. Amazing work by amazing people. Until next time, keep Keep on. on.